Welcome to the Automation World Get Your Questions Answered podcast, where we connect with industry experts to get the answers you need about industrial automation technologies. I'm David Greenfield, Director of Content for Automation World, and the question we'll be answering in this episode is, how to transition from reactive to proactive maintenance for control systems. And to help explain this, I'm joined today by Bart Winters of Honeywell Process Solutions, a supplier of industrial automation and control hardware and software technologies and services. So thanks for taking the time to join me today, Bart. Thanks, David. It's uh, nice to be able to talk with you today. So to get things started and get everyone on the same page, let's start by defining the terms reactive and proactive as they apply to industrial maintenance strategies for control systems. Yeah, well, let's uh, start there. That's a good point that uh, today what we see is there's a lot of similarities between plant e- operational equipment like pumps, compressors, as well as the the control system health. And we've seen over the years a trend in the industry to move from preventative or reactive maintenance into a more proactive maintenance strategy. And what that really means is to be able to, rather than wait for a piece of the equipment on your control system, whether it's an IO card or uh, a network issue, to manifest itself and then go fix that problem, it's really to move into more of a proactive maintenance cycle where we're able to pick up those leading indicators, detect that there's a condition that might be causing a problem, and be able to respond to that uh, proactively or in advance to prevent the emergency or the unplanned outage as they see them today. Okay. Thanks for clarifying those two terms to start off with, Bart. And following off of your descriptions there, can you briefly describe the technologies and processes that are typically involved with each of these, both reactive and proactive, so that we can better understand the differentiation between the two sets of technologies and the processes around them? Yeah, so uh, let me give you a good example. In the control system arena, what we see in many cases is customers in that reactive mode will uh, wait until, like, let's say they they have a a server that runs out of memory or uh, they might have a disk space issue or a, a network traffic issue, and they don't have any monitoring mechanisms to really detect those conditions and address those conditions proactively. So they'll wait till a, a server runs out of memory, something s- stops working, and they'll have to go reboot the server, investigate the situation, and do some, some troubleshooting. Uh, some customers have implemented their own, what I call homegrown solutions, where they built some trends and some monitoring tools to detect those types of conditions. But those tend to be after the fact, after they've experienced an issue, rather than having a systemic uh, or sustainable program to be able to monitor those conditions that might pose a risk or a threat and to be able to address them in a proactive manner. And so when we think about proactive support and maintenance, it involves what I'd refer to as a digital transformation or a digital execution model where we are in a position where we're collecting the data, we're checking that data uh, to be able to make sure it's within the recommended settings or ranges and to be able to respond to those conditions in advance. Now, you mentioned the digital execution model in your answer there, and and that's that's a term I haven't run across before. Can, Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, so when we talk about digital execution, we're really talking about, uh, as I mentioned, collecting that data, uh, making checks on that data to make sure that the 
either it's a performance parameter that it's within range, or let's say it's a configuration setting. Uh, in many cases, we found that some of our control systems, a customer might change like a network setting uh, inadvertently, and uh, that network setting then leads to a network outage or network issue. So some of these checks that we're talking about are collecting these parameters to make sure that the system is both operating uh, at its peak performance, as well as make sure that the system is configured properly so that it will continue to operate properly. And so that's what we refer to as digital execution, or just like we hear the term digital transformation, it's really taking this information and putting it at the user's fingertips so they can use that information to make decisions. And just so we understand, since we're talking about control systems and you talked about the this digital execution model tied to the control systems, is, is it just the controller we're talking about here, or does this also include HMI, SCADA, and other devices or systems? Can, In other words, can you give us a scope of the technologies that this will be connected with? Yeah, really, we are looking at it both from an I.O. health and performance perspective to the network, as well as the controllers themselves, as well as the HMI's SCADA system or uh, the, the full distributed control system itself. So we're looking at that now what many customers are referring to it, that as their OT layer as opposed to the IT layer, that whole operational technology layer for maintaining the health of that system. Okay, understood. So it's it's very comprehensive and not specific to a certain device. So So now that we have an understanding of how each of these processes, both reactive and proactive maintenance for control systems work, what would you say are the benefits of implementing a proactive strategy? Yeah, that's another great question, David. What we see is a lot of similarities, again, between plant equipment and the control system infrastructure as well, that uh, what we see in in the plant area with plant equipment, typically we see that the emergency or reactive work is 10 times more expensive than the planned maintenance or the proactive maintenance. and the cost drivers for that really have to do with both downtime, uh, interrupting the schedule, expediting parts, like let's say if you've had a, a controller that's failed or a power supply that's failed, to be able to expedite those parts. And so by being able to have a proactive or a planned maintenance strategy, the time that is spent to both correct the problem as well as the prevention of the lost downtime as well as uh, another important aspect of savings of being able to have this proactive um, program for monitoring these conditions is being able to relieve people's time from being able from looking for problems to spend their quality time basically solving problems. Now, based on your explanation there of the benefits and also getting back to this digital execution model that we just discussed, how does this model make proactive maintenance any easier to instantiate or more beneficial to manufacturers versus a more general approach? What we've seen is, at least from even Honeywell's progression in providing these types of services over the years, is that uh, in the past we would provide what we refer to as an automation system assessment. And that was a periodic assessment that we would go in and perform a number of checks on the control system and be able to generate a report for the customer, say, here's the things that we've detected on your system that you might want to go look at and do something about. And through discussion with customers over the years, we found that they, while they see a lot of value in those services, 
The challenge is how do I turn that into a program that is con continuously improving while I'm driving improvement on the system as opposed to here's a report and now go do something about it. And that's really the essence of this program that we're referring to now as enabled services is this program where we're continuously collecting this information. Uh, we have a number of metrics and thresholds that we're trying to achieve. We're measuring KPIs to drive those improvements. And we're presenting this information in a dashboard such that the customer can see where the problem areas are, support a workflow to be able to make assignments to go address these. We had one customer that really sa said that the way that this has helped them is it's transformed their distributed control system, uh, basically maintenance and operation, because they now have a line of sight to the actual work that needs to be done on an ongoing basis. And so, uh, again, they've, they've been able to transition from spending time looking for problems to now spending time solving problems. So they're able to focus their high-skilled resources on high-skilled tasks. Uh, the analogy that I've heard made before was uh, from one of our customers was the nurse's doctor model. And, and his example was he went to the doctor and uh, but, you know, the, the nurse comes in first and takes his temperature, takes the blood pressure, asks him all the questions. The doctor then comes in, has the summary of information and writes the prescription. And he spends, you know, 10 minutes with the nurse and two minutes with the doctor and he, he's out of there. And and again, his analogy then is he applied this to the control system health and maintenance is the same kind of thing that we want to take our high skilled resources, the control systems engineers that know how to fix these problems. Those are the doctors in this case. And what we want to do is automate as much as we can in this, this role here, the nurse role, to be able to take the blood pressure, take the temperature, identify where the, the problems are. And so the, the doctor in this case is actually the one that's solving the problem and spending your high value resources solving high value problems. And that's where we really see the benefit of this model being able to move from a reactive or a break fix mentality into a proactive model. And looping back around to the benefits of a proactive maintenance strategy is we were discussing a little earlier, in light of the explanations you've provided about the insights from the DCS that are enabled by this digital execution model, can you talk about the benefits of a proactive maintenance strategy that's particular to worker safety? Well, that's a, another great question uh, because what we've seen is a number of studies in the industry that are able to correlate basically uh, worker safety to or plant safety to higher reliability levels. Because what we, we see is there's a number of factors that go into that in terms of, you know, if you're able to better plan your maintenance, you make fewer mistakes. Uh, when you're in an emergency or a, an upset situation, the plant's down, I've lost control or lost view of the process. Now I'm hurrying up and I'm trying to do things that might end up causing other problems. I might, you know, reboot the wrong server. I might uh, replace the wrong I.O. card. There's just a number of situations that come into play there. And especially if you're starting up from a shutdown situation that you may face, uh, you, we know that steady state operations are a lot more uh, stable and safe than doing plant startups. And so those are, you know, some of the issues that we see and where the drivers of being able to have uh, a well-performing control system can also address worker safety in, in that regard. 
Can you explain more about how this digital execution model enables more of the steady state operations you mentioned versus cycles of shutdowns and startups for maintenance? Yeah, so uh, the enabled services is a, a service level offering from Honeywell for our control systems uh, where we are uploading the site data, the performance data, health data, configuration information, the inventory information into a cloud hosted uh, environment where we're continuously checking the, uh, the health of the control system in terms of performance parameters. We're communicating with the customer if they have some type of uh, a notification around a firmware or software version that they need to update. So we're looking at what's your patching level and your software versioning. We're looking at uh, configuration of your control system to make sure it's within the specified recommended best practices for how the system is actually configured to make sure that's operating properly. And all of those things, if we're able to make sure that the system is operating properly and correctly, we reduce the risk or likelihood of a loss of control or a loss of view event that, uh, you know, if we have a loss of control event that could potentially cause a plant uh, shutdown, then that that's the type of situation that we definitely want to avoid by being able to always maintain the control system's uh, health and availability. Okay. And this enabled services that you just mentioned there, I assume that's something that's specific to Honeywell's offering. Is that part of your control system maintenance uh, offering or where does this fit in? This is really focused on Honeywell's control systems as as we are the you know the builder of the control system and the the one that is offering the control system, we have that domain knowledge, and I think that's one of the other uh, takeaway points here is that in many cases the the vendor is the one that actually understands that system, and we built into our system a series of what we refer to as best practice recommendations. So each uh, condition that we detect or alert that we provide, we refer to that as a recommendation, and each recommendation has what is the uh, the recommended corrective action for this, but what's also the significance of this condition. So like, if it, let's say it's a alert on low memory or an alert on high traffic. We, we say, what's the possible cause or and what's the recommended action to be able to address this condition? And so uh, we feel like we're in the best position to be able to deliver that type of recommendation and insights into the control system for the Honeywell systems. Okay. Understood. All right. And I, I know this has been a big topic to address here in terms of the move from reactive to proactive maintenance around control systems. So I just want to make sure before we wrap things up, was there anything else you wanted to add about this that I may not have addressed in the questions I asked? No, I think uh, those were really good questions. And I, I think that helped to, to cover the topic. And uh, again, just the importance of being able to make that transition. We've seen customers that have uh, really benefited from having that digital view of the plant health in front of them to be able to make those decisions to better uh, maintain and uh, support their control system. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast, Bart. And thanks, of course, to all of our listeners for joining in. And please keep watching this space for more installments of Automation World Get Your Questions Answered. And remember to visit our website at automationworld.com to stay on top of the latest industrial automation technology insights, trends, and news.